Welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm Ross Chevalier. If you're not familiar with the name Ray Dietrich, you can be forgiven. Mr. Dietrich was an automobile designer hired by then Gibson president Ted McCarty to come up with some modern guitar designs, ostensibly to compete with the very innovative designs coming out of the Leo Fender Fender factory. Gibson's first foray, the Flying V, the Explorer, and the never-released-at-the-time Modern, had failed to be successes. This is to the continuous amazement of current Gibson collectors, and, unfortunately for the time, Gibson wanted something else. Mr. Dietrich took inspiration from late 1950s automobile tail fins and designed the Gibson Firebird, a still underappreciated but very special guitar. The Firebird design had the treble horn be longer than the bass horn, and it used rounded corners, unlike the sharper design of the Gibson Explorer. The original Firebird used a neck-through design, using a laminate with five layers of mahogany laminated with narrow strips of walnut. This produced an incredibly strong neck. The wings that we see on a Firebird are mahogany, and they're glued on. The Firebird was released over time in several variants, with the 1, the 3, the 5, and the 7 being best known. The pickups in a Firebird are completely different from the Gibson humbucker and the Epiphone mini humbucker that was found in the Epiphone Rivera and later in the Gibson Les Paul Deluxe. Instead of pole piece magnets, the Firebird pickups are humbuckers, but have a single Alnico bar magnet. The units are wax potted inside to control squealing, and then the solid covers are soldered to the base plates. What this results in is a pickup that have a distinctly different sound from either full-size or mini humbuckers. Sadly, many sites still say that the Firebird is using the Epiphone-designed mini humbucker, but this is factually incorrect. The first Firebird debuted in 1963. The different models in the classic Firebird lineup are as follows, although at different times, Gibson has produced, for short periods, other model names and, more detrimentally, Firebirds with regular P90 pickups that just don't sound right. The Firebird 1 is a guitar with a single pickup and a stud bridge-style tailpiece. Think about a wraparound. The Firebird 3 had two pickups. Same stud bridge tailpiece, although you could order a Gibson Vibrola as an option. The Firebird 5 has two pickups, a two-nomatic bridge, a Maestro Vibrola option, trapezoid inlays in the fingerboard, and a bound neck. The Firebird 7 has three pickups gold hardware, a Maestro Vibrola, block inlays, and a bound neck. And at the time it was released, it was the most expensive Gibson solid body guitar. Sadly, like its predecessors, the Firebirds didn't sell very well. So, in the hope of gathering more revenue, Gibson released in 1972 what is called the non-reversed body model, where the bass horn is longer and the treble horn shorter. Kind of more like a Stratocaster. 
These didn't improve sales at all, and many Firebird fans consider them the red-headed stepchild of the line. If any are offended by that old aphorism, take a pill and calm down. Firebirds came originally with the tuners on the treble side of the headstock, but you're going to find versions with the tuners on the bass side. There are also headstocks that point at different angles, depending upon when they were built. My own Firebird 5 has the original body shape and headstock, and mine has the much preferred, at least by me, locking banjo-style tuners, where the tuning keys are knobs on the back of the headstock. The body shape isn't really built for sitting, and you'll enjoy it more if you play it while standing. The life of the original Firebird ended in shame with the universally despised and utterly unsaleable Firebird X or Firebird 10. The death of this guitar is chronicled in a mass destruction video available on YouTube. It's one of those products, along with the horrible implementation of robot tuners, that earned former Gibson president Henry Juskowitz being despised by Gibson fans worldwide. Gibson has done reissues of the Firebird from time to time, with the most prevalent model being the Firebird 5. Epiphone also did a really nice Firebird 5 version, and you'll still find them in stores, but that instrument is no longer part of the 2024 product lineup. Now, bass players weren't left behind, because in 1963, same year as the Firebird, Gibson also released the Thunderbird bass, which was also designed by Ray Dietrich. It looks like a Firebird. But this bass uses a nine-piece laminated mahogany and walnut crew neck, and again has mahogany wings glued on. Thunderbird basses are sometimes referred to as the bass with the neck that goes on forever, because its design puts the headstock further away than one might find on other basses that have the same 34-inch scale length. The reissues of the Thunderbird bass come with humbucking pickups. And, like a Firebird, a Thunderbird bass has a very different sound. Well-known players of the Firebird guitar include the inestimable Johnny Winter, Eric Clapton, Keith Richards, Paul Stanley, and Phil Manzanera of Roxy Music. Manzanera's Red Firebird 7 is the poster child for the guitar that I have not found yet. Players of the Thunderbird bass include Les Claypool, Adam Clayton, Kim Gordon, Chris Novoselich, Duff McKagan, and Lemmy Kilmister played one before he switched to his signature Rickenbacker. Gibson still makes a Firebird 5 reissue, but only out of the custom shop, making it ridiculously expensive. They still have Thunderbirds in their base catalog with some signature models, as well as a non-reverse version in addition to the real thing. Epiphone no longer makes their Firebird, which is sad, and offer only one Thunderbird bass, a Rex Brown signature version. Firebirds and Thunderbirds are very special instruments, and while admittedly not for everyone, if you've not had an opportunity to try either one, check in with your favorite guitar shop. They are, to some extent, niche instruments. I want to acknowledge the work of Tony Bacon in his book on Gibson Modern Shaped Guitars, 
Welsh guitarist Chris Buck for his recent video celebrating the Firebird, and my pal Keith Williams, who runs 5 Watt World. Keith does guitar histories that are incredibly well-researched. If you're not subscribed to 5 Watt World and you love guitars, head over to YouTube and give the channel a try. Thanks all for listening and for your support of That Guitar Lover. I'm Ross Chevalier, and I wish you peace and health. <laughs>